Hello, I'm Spencer Oakley, and you are listening to Season 2 of Colorado State University History Department's local podcast, Land Grant Chronicles. Written and recorded by the students in the History of Outdoor Recreation class, this season explores the crisis of outdoor recreation in the United States. The episode you're about to listen to tells the revolutionary story of the Army's 25th Infantry Bicycle Corps. Yes, you heard that right. Not horses, not tanks, bicycles. Now, before we jump in, let me just mention that this is going to be a very important moment of progress for the U.S. Army in both diversity and technology. If you have any background in military history, or possibly a working familiarity with the music of Bob Marley, then you might have heard of the Buffalo Soldiers. These were the late 19th, early 20th century Army's all-black regiments. Comprised of black soldiers and non-commissioned officers paired with white commissioned officers, These units tended to outperform conventional units and represent an important piece of black American heritage. The 25th Infantry was one of these units, based out of Fort Missoula, Montana in the 1890s, when some revolutionary events took place. The 25th Infantry was renowned for the quality of their unit, having fought in every frontier campaign since its formation in 1866, and holding one of the top disciplinary and re-enlistment records in the Army at the time, according to Hell on Two Wheels, the 25th Infantry Bicycle Corps by Roger Gay Holser. But before we get too far ahead, let's talk about bikes. Today, bikes come in many forms. Mountain bikes, road bikes, cruisers, the list goes on. In 2014, 104 million out of 318 million Americans rode a bicycle at least once that year. We use them to get to work or to school, to get our cardio in and to experience the outdoors. But in the 1890s, the modern bicycle was barely out of the cradle. In the last decade, bicycle technology had made leaps forward in safety and comfort creating a boom in popularity. In 1818, Carl von Drace invented the hobby horse, little more than two wheels supporting the rider on a wood frame, propelled by pushing one's feet against the ground. Next, cranks and pedals and one massive wheel were added in the 1860s. The oversized front wheel of the penny-farthing bicycles presented danger in mounting, dismounting, and riding far off the ground. The penny-farthing was surpassed into the future in 1885 with English inventor J.K. Starley's safety bike. The safety bike is largely the same basic bicycle we know and love today, featuring a seat that allows the rider to step on the ground while mounted, a lighter diamond-shaped steel frame, a chain driving gears for maximum power and efficiency, and pneumatic inflated tires and forks attached to the front wheel for a comfortable ride. Suddenly, bicycles became part of American culture. Bicycle clubs and races began to spread in a fervor for the new technology. Meanwhile, back at scenic Fort Missoula, a young officer is reporting for duty just nine years after the advent of the safety bike. The officer, 2nd Lieutenant James A. Moss, was fresh out of West Point, graduating in the class of 1894. When I say graduated, I should add barely. Moss was a historically bad student, graduating last in his class at West Point, but that didn't mean he wasn't bright. Despite his poor academic track record, Moss was in fact an astute military thinker, going on to command a mostly black regiment as a colonel in World War I and retiring to publish several renowned texts on military strategy. Young Lieutenant Moss recognized the importance of movement on the battlefield and everywhere in between. He also had an ear to the ground on the newfangled bicycle craze. Horses required so much feed and sustainment. Marching was slow and challenging, but bicycles, bicycles were something new. The main source of battlefield communication was horsebound and running messengers, but the bicycle offered a low-cost, low-sustainment option for high-mobility messenger and reconnaissance troops, and expedient transportation and battle movement for larger groups. 
Moss took the initiative and got clearance from his commander to put the bicycle and his troops to the test. Equipped with saddlebags and tied-down gear and rations, Moss led his soldiers on a series of test expeditions, culminating with a whopping 1,900-mile ride east from Missoula, Montana to St. Louis, Missouri. This trip took Moss and 21 of his soldiers on a grueling 41-day journey across the Rocky Mountains and Great Plains. The soldiers of the 25th demonstrated a historic level of physical and mental grit, enduring 41 days of snow, rain, food and water shortages, sickness, and plenty of mud. Their brave journey would prove the military value of the bicycle for the Army and for the success and tenacity of the black soldiers of the 25th through newspaper headlines as they came to the finish line, cheering crowds following the ride and powerful representation. A moment of national pride was delivered and enacted by black Americans. In World War I, 26,000 bicycles went on to be used by the U.S. Army, followed up by 50,000 in World War II. Thanks to Moss and the 25th Infantry, the bicycle went on to become an ultralight, accessible military staple, primarily for messengers. Although the bicycle core idea lost steam and attention due to the military crisis in Cuba and a looming war with Spain, Moss and his soldiers' legacy did not die. The black soldiers of the 25th Infantry represented a growing visibility and acceptance of minorities in the U.S. military. The common bond and mutual respect of service members continued to predate civil society's progress in eliminating racial discrimination into the 20th century and into today.